Hello, I am trying to make a podcast about my weight loss. I think I need to make this so that I can remind myself about what process I'm going through because I seem to forget how I lose weight and especially when I am gaining weight it seems to me that I am forgetting the process that I went through and I have unrealistic ideas about how I might gain a bit of weight and then I will quickly lose it again because I've done it so many times before. So that's the reason why I want to make this podcast. A little background about me, I am a second generation immigrant. Uh, I have Pakistani parents and I grew up in Denmark where I was also born. Um, When I was 16 I began suffering from social phobia. Um, It may have been a result of severe bullying from my peers in high school, but it was probably also a consequence of my family not uh, handling my brother's mental illness, which was later shown or revealed to me as to being paranoid schizophrenia. But at that time I didn't know uh, what it was called. Uh, I just saw my older brother who was 10 years older than me um, beginning to change and becoming very internalized and when he would interact with his surroundings and those surroundings were not real uh, meaning that they that he was having severe hallucinations and would be fighting with people who were not present or voices that were not there that would scare me a lot and it would make me quite uncomfortable What it did also do was it made me afraid that I might at some point begin suffering from this loss of mind that I used to call it. At that time I probably also knew that I was not attracted to women but to boys but was hoping that that would change. So in a summarized version, I was quite different from people around me. I mean, I was brown, living with white people. I was a Muslim, living with Christian people. I was a gay uh, teenager, surrounded by straight people. I had an older brother who was mentally ill, which we never addressed in my family. So I ended up having a lot of stuff that I sort of wanted to hide. And then being surrounded by other teenagers who were not interested in making friendships with me, even though I did my best to be part of their social structure or uh, be part of their group. but that didn't go well, to say the least. I felt like that I was doing a lot of effort, but failing at it. And not even just failing, but actually being ridiculed. Um, a couple of episodes where a couple of the guys that I was in class with, they just surrounded me and began punching me. Another time, two of the girls in front of the rest of the Uh, class said that I was castrated and later on um, there were these older high school students who threw their um, lunchbox in my head because they didn't want me to eat 
uh, lunch in front of them because they found it disgusting. When I began high school, I was around 109 kilograms, but at the end of the high school period, I was around 140 kilograms. When my social phobia began, I was in my German class. Uh, I was a half a year into my second year, and during the Christmas holidays, I had made a decision about changing my focus from trying to be a part of the uh, social group in my class uh, by going to the parties, arranging parties, or uh, attending different after-school activities, I would try to focus on doing my studies because I wasn't really successful at being social with my peers, so I wanted to focus on what was coming ahead in the future. And I had prepared myself quite well uh, during the Christmas holidays uh, for the upcoming lessons. And when I sat in my German class and raised my hand to answer the question that the teacher had asked, I remember somebody laughing behind my back. It was probably not my, me who they were laughing at, but me listening to the laugh made me become subconscious. And then my heart began beating. And then I took down my hand and my heart kind of calmed down again. And then I wanted to answer the next question and then I raised my hand. And at that point I began feeling like that my throat was becoming narrowed down and I felt like I was suffocating and my heart began racing again. So I put down my hand, but then the heart racing and feeling of suffocation wouldn't disappear. And then I thought, oh wait, I have to get out of here. Uh, so in panic, I left the classroom and I went outside of the classroom and then that uh, panic attack had disappeared. And then I thought, this is odd, this has never happened before, why is this happening? And then it just took its own form. The panic attacks became more and more severe. Um, they would come even when I was alone at home at night. Um, I would all the time be afraid of attracting attention and one might wonder why would I be afraid of attracting attention when I'm alone in my bed but at that point I was thinking oh if I began suffocating or my heart would be out of control again then I would have to call the ambulance and then that would end up causing a lot of attention also and it became so severe that I couldn't even take the bus or walk on a walking street or down the hallway in the high school where people might notice me potentially falling and then me being this bad big fat brown person falling would make people notice me and laugh at me um, my brain was going completely out of control and it was making me have these uh, small visions of what might go wrong and how I needed to somehow limit myself in order to not make it go wrong. So I ended up becoming more and more passive. I began hiding myself in the basement of my high school when I was in school during the breaks so that people wouldn't look at me. I would wear the biggest winter coat that I could find, somehow hoping that they wouldn't notice how big I was. I asked for some help by the school psychologist and then I went to my own doctor and big. Uh, and became referred to a 
uh, I think it was a psychological kids or youth um, uh, daycare clinic. Uh, but then I called my doctor and said to him, you know what, I can't even walk outside in the street. So taking the train to that hospital is not going to work for me. So then he ended up referring me to a psychiatrist who was local in that small city that I was living in. And I began getting some help from them, um, trying to get some overview of what was happening. Um, my psychiatrist told me that I had something called a social phobia. I had never heard about such a thing. I was so amazed about being given this diagnosis, this name, um, or adjective that somehow made me belong to a group because I was not really used to belonging to any group. Um, so that made me begin studying it. I began borrowing a lot of psychology books, um, reading about the mind, began taking psychology night classes besides my high school uh, daytime work and at some point um, I think maybe a half a year into my social phobia I remember telling myself that I cannot live life like this and that I have to make some changes otherwise this is going to go completely wrong and I don't want to disappear into any nothing because then it's like not being alive and then I would prefer not to be alive. So um, I began f focusing on studying because what I noticed was that if I pushed through the fear and ended up doing what I was uncomfortable doing, which was raising my hand and raising my voice or saying something in class, then the fear would actually sort of disappear for some moments, sometimes an hour. Um, and in order for me to kind of say something during the classes, I need to be prepared for it. Otherwise, it would just be a lot of rambling. So I began studying a lot and that studying paid off. I began getting higher and higher grades and then I could see that I could actually be successful at something. The social stuff, I, it was very clear to me that that I wouldn't be able to succeed at because that depended on other people liking me. But getting good grades was much more objective and not so subjective as being liked by other people. So I could sort of control it much more, uh, getting good grades and studying. So that became my focus point, and then I got, uh, got, gradu I got graduated from high school, and um, I took a year off to figure out what I wanted to do, and at that point I began making the conscious decision of that I wanted to do something where I could control myself because this social phobia was not disappearing. But I did notice that if I sort of shift my sh focus from the social stuff to other stuff such as academic stuff or uh, later on controlling my diet and um, counting calories and exercising, then the social phobia became less. So um, I began studying about uh, proteins and macronutrients and calorie counting. Um, I bought a weight um, so that I could weigh my food and then I made this journal for my food that, where I would write down whatever I was eating and weighing it and then I made a goal for myself to only eat around 1700 kilocalories every day and then I began slowly but surely lose weight. And I had been on multiple diets until that point. I mean, my parents had taken me to the doctor or to a dietitian, 
and it just seemed like that I just couldn't lose weight. But I think the big difference between those attempts and this attempt was that I was systematically approaching losing weight by counting calories um, and weighing myself once a week and seeing that I was uh, getting an effect of uh, doing that kind of work. I think the first week I lost around 5 kilos, which was quite surprising for me. The next week I might have only lost around 3 kilos, but the next week I again lost around um, I think 4 kilos. And then seeing that being on a diet had an effect was quite motivating. I think over maybe four weeks I had lost around 16 kilograms and people were seeing the effect and commenting on it and finally getting that positive feedback from my surroundings and not the negative feedback was such a great relief for me back then. And then at some point I made a decision about wanting to be physically active. I think it was maybe six weeks into my dieting where I said to myself that I need to choose a sport that I will just be doing. I will not expect to be good at it. I will just go there and do it without having any competition in mind or um, having anything to prove. Only just to do it, just to do it. So I ended up finding a boxing club. I don't know why. Uh, I have never really watched boxing. Um, I wasn't quite uh, interested in sports in any way, so it wasn't um, like a conscious decision why to do boxing, but I think it was a combination of that. It was very cheap. Uh, it didn't require a lot of equipment. Um, and then it was... Uh, a possibility to go to the boxing club uh, maybe four times every week and it was very close to the bus station and I could go there um, right after work so I didn't have to walk or travel far away um, in order to go to the uh, training um, and then I could just do it on my way home to uh, from work then I could do it uh, on my way um, home from work and then at that point um, uh, I did notice that my weight loss kind of was reduced a tiny bit uh, just before I began boxing training and in order not to lose the motivation from doing the dieting and beginning to do the exercising I stopped weighing myself and said I will weigh myself once a month or whenever it feels right I will just continue on the path that I began walking on and I was seeing physical results I mean I could see my face having more of a structure uh, than just being round and my body also becoming slimmer the clothes that I was wearing were becoming looser loose more loose <laughs> So I was quite content with it and then after nine months I realized that I had lost around 50 kilograms because I ended up weighing myself and then saw wow I had lost all that weight. Um, and then I mean I was happy with that. Uh, I began studying when I was around 20 and at that time I tried to maintain the weight but I couldn't really uh, keep on boxing uh, because I was living in a suburb to Copenhagen and it would take me roughly two hours to go to school with uh, the local transportation system and uh, when I was finally home uh, I uh, couldn't uh, go to the boxing training and at the same time I really just wanted to focus on studying so I ended up 
gaining around hmm, 40 kilos um, or yeah 40 kilos in those six years so when I was done studying I used a couple of years to begin working and I had a lot of rotations with night shifts and I was actually on a chronical diet I would call it I would always tell people that I was not supposed to be eating that much or I shouldn't be eating that much but I never really lost any weight and I can't really say that I made that big of an effort to do so because I at that time didn't think it would be possible for me to be able to study which uh, means uh, using my brain capacity to um, to do the studies and read and memorize a lot of stuff and be able to count calories and do um, the physical training that it required for me to lose the weight. Um, so I had at this point uh, not really figured out how to maintain the weight loss but I had figured out how to lose the weight so when I was 26 I was done with my studies I worked for a couple of years and then around I was 28 29 I began dating and all of a sudden I was exposed to other people's opinions again about my physical appearance and until this point I had mainly just been focused on developing my mind, developing my spiritual side, developing my mental side, but I was putting myself out there again to be judged by other people that I wanted to like me um, and find physically attractive. And because of my huge weight, and probably also a lot of insecurities I was turned down a lot um, and that of course disappointed me but at the same time it also made it clear for me that if I wanted to succeed in uh, dating and at some point getting into a relationship then I needed to be able to um, look more attractive so I began boxing again I began counting calories again and I lost around 30 to 40 kilograms in half a year and what maintained my weight loss for a couple of years was to appreciate that people like my appearance and if they didn't like me, then I would just diet harder, I would work out more. Um, when I turned 30, I got a personal trainer um, because even though I had lost a lot of weight, I had a lot of loose skin. And I was hoping that by getting some personal training, I could grow some muscle and then maybe some of the loose skin would retract, which it didn't, but at that time, that was my strategy. and. I was using much of the positive feedback that I was getting from dating to gain a momentum in my, into my training and maintaining my physical appearance. Uh, but it wasn't always healthy, I would say, because I would be very much focused on how I looked through my clothing. Um, how my chest would kind of look when I was wearing a shirt, uh, how my cheeks were kind of standing, uh, or uh, how by not drinking that much water, my bone structure would be much more um, uh, outlined and enhanced. Um, and my uh, this was a completely different strategy, but it was also completely different approach to weight loss. I mean, my first weight loss was mainly me trying to get uh, control back 
of my life and trying to be healthy but this time I was mainly just doing the weight loss because I wanted to be sexually appealing um, and that resulted in a lot of bad choices and a lot of cutting around the corners in how to lose weight so um, I did maintain the weight loss for some years uh, but it was uh, with a motivation that lied outside of me uh, and therefore it felt like a lot of struggle I was not really happy I was not really um, positive in my outlook on the people that I was meeting and also I was emotionally quite limited in my ability to connect with other people it was a fun thing uh, our or more ironic and ironic thing that I was trying to be physically appealing to other people by losing weight but I wasn't thinking about if I was attracted to that person at all that I was dating because I was emotionally so limited uh, because I was asserting so much control uh, by not eating or and exercising, uh, meaning I was doing stuff that I really just didn't want to do. Besides the point that I want other people to like me, uh, and this approach was so much different than the approach that I had used the first time. But I think in my late twenties uh, and early thirties, I had sort of looked back on my. Uh, struggling years of my teen years and I sort of interpreted the whole process in a wrongful way I thought what had made me come through of that very dark period of having social phobia uh, that was my stubbornness and my aggressiveness and my ability to um, stand up against bullies and not given to peer pressure and therefore I used those um, same virtues to in my to lose weight in my late 20s early 30s and by being aggressive and being stubborn and by being um, sort of revengeful I was actually um, obviously not happy uh, to do so and I wasn't really quite getting why that was and then I thought it was maybe because I wasn't very comfortable with being aggressive and there was probably a part of it um, and later on uh, I did do a lot of attempts to get into my anger and try to own it and then I had to learn how to rail it in so to speak rein it in so to speak i mean uh, figure out how to uh, use it uh, in a constructive way and later on uh even 10 years later on i kind of figured out that that was a completely wrong approach to life and also weight loss um i had dwelled into uh meditation when i was 21 i had a very good friend when i was 18 uh, who did a lot of meditation and yoga and he was I think hmm, 26 at that time so he was eight years older than me and he had recommended me doing it many times but I was like no it's not something for me I mean it's too hippie kind of a thing but then when I was 18 19 I had watched this documentary called doing Vipassana doing time or doing time doing Vipassana which was about this buddhistic technique and 10-day courses that you would go to and then you will learn how to use a breathing technique and scanning technique to um, get to know yourself better 
and uh, he didn't I asked my friend who was very into meditation if he knew this technique and he said no but he knew some other stuff so I did that I did some Brahma yoga meditation technique I did some other kind of uh, technique with closed eyes the Brahma yoga uh, meditation technique was with was meditation with open eyes and um, it sort of gave me some subtle release uh, relief uh, in stressful periods but it really didn't give me any chance to get to know myself better it would mainly be me trying to push away negative emotions or maybe putting on some uh, positive emotions but not really dwelling into the core of myself and uh, I did the meditation course uh, do, that was uh, uh, showcased in the documentary during time during Vipassana uh, by a random poster hanging at the university that mentioned that documentary and then it said you can get this 10-day course for free and then I did it at the age of 21. At that time I probably didn't quite get what the technique was I and mean, we understood the technique uh, what you're doing but the benefits of it I probably didn't understand until I was maybe 36 7 but I did the meditation once in a while and when I was doing it I think what I ended up doing was um, trying to control my emotions which I had also been doing with the two other kind of uh, techniques that I had been using but here I was definitely uh, by doing this meditation uh, trying to withstand uh, whatever emotion I was feeling and not reacting on it uh, and thereby I was sort of asserting an aggressive and stubborn behavior which was becoming more and more bigger part of myself and that's what I was using uh, when I was losing weight at the age of 30 um, and it was successful but it left me quite hollow and quite um, aggressive I would say and not very happy and it was very difficult for me to figure out how to connect with other people because I was so much stringent and so much um, uh, caught up in exerting control all the time. So when I entered the middle of my 30s, um, I was finally beginning to develop some kind of emotional contact to other people I was beginning to make a lot of peace with my family uh, I did have somewhat of a good relationship with my family uh, especially from when I was 18 and forward but I mean a lot of stuff that was not said and unsaid I really needed to express it until that point uh, and I probably did blame my parents for a lot of things that had gone wrong and also the way that I was thinking at that point was that uh, you know any problem that you had you had to go back and analyze that problem and then find the root of the problem by your parents or somebody else doing something wrong or not doing something that you needed and then somehow you needed to express that to that person and that person either had to listen to it apologize and then somehow you would become free from that complex of problem um, and certain things happened in my early 30s that made me believe that, that was not the case that you can't always find a solution to a problem that you are having right now in your past because once you have even gotten the apology or may had someone to listen to it that doesn't necessarily mean that you will be over your problem 
um, uh, there was this one thing um, where I would keep on looking at the relationship that my mother had with my older brother and I kept on thinking about how she somehow appreciated appreciated him even more than me that he could never do any wrong even though he was mentally ill he wasn't doing anything he was always causing a lot of trouble and he was this uh, almost menace uh, to everyone uh, she kept on favoring him and at some point I uh, during some therapeutic exercising I was expressing uh, anger uh, by making these physical movements according to a system that is um, uh, created by Alexander Lowen. He was a psychiatrist. Uh, he developed the psychoanaly- psychoanalysis therapeutic uh, way of um, treating uh, different uh, mental problems. And one of his techniques was to make some body movements to release anger. And I was doing that. And then at one point, I ended up expressing a lot of anger in my body movements uh, towards my brother, my father, my mother. And after releasing the anger, I finally let go of that notion of me being set aside uh, by my older brother who seemed to never do anything wrong and that love that my mother expressed towards him wasn't actually something that I should be jealous of but rather celebrate and use as an assurance of how uh, giving my mother was that even though my brother was mentally ill and early retired and was making all these problems and troubles for myself and mother and the entire family she kept on supporting him and that was the greatest evidence of my mother's unconditional love to her kids and that if I would were to come into that position ever then I know by the example uh, of my older brother that my mother would always support me and having that mind shift by letting go of the anger towards my what I thought was my mother's favorism and then seeing it as actually an expression of her undevoted uh, of her completely devotion to her kids I sort of shifted my mind frame and I was like oh wait maybe it's not all about blaming people uh, and pinpointing um what other people did wrong in order for me to get better. Uh, Sometimes it's more uh, of oneself changing one's mind or shifting one's way of interpreting things uh, in order to progress. And then there was this other thing, that uh, particular bully that had tormented me in high school and I kept on referring to her as the lead bully uh, who was the cause of me getting social phobia I actually ended up meeting her uh, in my early 30s Uh, I was quite uh, greatly educated and she was maybe moderately educated Um, she was someone that uh, I had constantly thought about whenever I had a down period in my life and I always thought about how I couldn't give up because I wouldn't let her and her friends be right about me that I was worth nothing and I was going to prove myself to people like her that they couldn't treat me in a bad way and I ended up meeting her um, in our early 30s and I remember always thinking that when I would meet her then there would happen something you know that she would finally see that she was wrong she would apologize or that I would see some sort of remorse in her face and I meet her um, and we just talked like adults you know I said hello she said hello how are you doing I'm fine and then she said yeah she moved back home to the suburban city 
and it's nice to go back to roots and we actually had a very adult conversation and i remember leaving uh that um uh that coincidental meeting with her in a hallway and thinking is that it i mean isn't there supposed to be happening more isn't she supposed to be remorsing i mean shouldn't she be ill shouldn't she feel bad shouldn't she have a bad life and she looked like she was enjoying herself it looked like that she was living a very great and happy life and i was like i have been referring to her like a million times and she probably never thought about me like even once after high school and my whole um philosophy or mental thinking of justice and injustice had been shook by seeing her being happy happily married having kids having a good job and me still struggling with the basic stuff like confidence um weight my relationship with my body my relationship with other people and i kept on thinking about how much time i'd wasted on analyzing and using her uh, analyzing my experiences with her and using her as my reference point to what i wanted to defeat and she probably never used any ounce of energy on me after high school and at that point i kind of began thinking okay maybe it's not about what happened to you in the past in order to be better in your presence so uh some mind shifting happened and then also i was slowly beginning to go away from the idea about being polished on the outside to attract other people and be more focused on creating some intimate moments with other people where i was actually feeling something towards other people regardless of it being in a friendship or in a professional relationship or in a uh romantic relationship um at this point i had I once again gained some weight and I think I was around 105 kilos from 82 uh, I had gained up to 105 um and then I lost uh some of it uh but then I gained some weight again uh and it was just after that I had um uh broken off an engagement with someone in Amsterdam and at that point I was just feeling bad about myself and I was like thinking no 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 there's no need to do any workout there's no need to uh try to be pretty for anyone I mean might as well just eat and not go to the gym and then I just exploded um again uh and then when I was 30 6 I ended up weighing around 125 again. Um and at that point I was kind of feeling quite good about myself uh work-wise. I was beginning to feel quite good about the relationship that I had with my family. Um and I was sort of beginning to date and I ended up being in a relationship. So I lost uh some weight again down to 100 uh it was around 25 kilograms maybe in a half a year or a year uh again by lifting weights uh, doing some power lifting and then counting calories but uh something kind of derailed at that point uh i moved in with my significant other and uh that uh went way too fast we were together for two years and one of those years we were living together and it was 
quite a roller coaster for me emotionally. Um, so over a very short amount of time, I ended up uh, gaining a lot of weight um, until I ended up weighing 133 kilograms, which leads up to my current weight loss process. So this is my uh, current weight loss process. I went from 133 down to now currently around 106 or 107 kilograms. Uh, I think I've done it over a year. Um, and the process has quite been, has been quite good. Uh, this time around, I think I am probably using the same and if not better technique than I was using the first time. I think one of the misunderstandings that I have created in my head was that I needed to be aggressive and stubborn and um, strong uh, in order to be able to change myself. And I kept on referring to being in high school and thinking the only way that I got through high school and ended up studying at the university was probably because I stood up to the bullies. And looking back at it and reshifting and reshifting my mind and trying to look at it from an objective view, I sort of found that I was quite wrong about what my strengths were during my teenage years. My teenage years, uh, I got out of it not because I was stubborn, I was strong, or that I was standing up to anyone. The only reason I got out of my teen years uh, in a good way, even though a lot of terrible things happened, was because I was flexible. Um, I was quite flexible as a teenager because I knew how to shift my focus from wanting to have friends, figuring out, oh, they don't want to be my friends, then going to some other area, which was my schoolwork, which then ended up uh, working out for me. And I wasn't natural at doing schoolwork, but I asked for help. And that's the kind of flexibility, this ability to no, oh wait, this is not working for me, so I have to kind of leave this and then uh, do something else. And then uh, seeing some successes and then also seeing, oh, there's a hurdle here. Well, how do I get out of this hurdle? Well, I ask for help and then I succeeded more and I saw another hurdle, I succeeded more. Uh, by asking for help, I would move on from all the hurdles that were in front of me. And that was what made me successful as a teenager coming out of a difficult period into my 20s. And I had completely misunderstood that uh, when I look back on it uh, in my 20s and early 30s. Um, so realizing that I had been wrong in my approach to life, weight loss, I found out that I had to make that shifting in my mind again and at this point I began reading Eckhart Tolle um, began finally putting some words into what it means to meditate uh, what is the point of meditating uh, what it is that my mind was doing uh, and going from that uh, psychoanalysis model or even you know the regular mental structure models that I had studied so far the Eckhart Tolle model was actually quite efficient for me because it quite clearly explained to me what I was doing that there were like these um, three parts of me one that was quite flexible and that just knew how to get around every hurdle that I found and then there was this other one, part that would misunderstand a lot of stuff, 
would be very hard, be very controlling, namely my ego. And then there was this part of my ego that just was always complaining and was just looking for an excuse to quit. And I was just looking for some sort of excuse to cry. Uh, I haven't like physically cried, but emotionally I probably was crying most of the time. Always looking at, oh, how unjust that was and how unjust that is and why it always, why is this bad thing always happening to me and why are other people so successful? And uh, reading uh, Eckhart Tolle's book and seeing various stuff with him kind of made me understand what it is was that I was doing right, uh, what things I was doing, what things I was doing wrong. And that sort of um, gave me a complete new and clear uh, guide to how to pursue my current weight loss process. Um, Namely that it wasn't about physical appearance, it wasn't about um, the weight loss in itself, it was about breaking my ego. It was about getting to the core of myself. Uh, It wasn't about just being happy all the time. It wasn't about uh, controlling my emotions and somehow escaping from the fear or the sadness. It was about accepting things as they are and then using this life to the best purpose that I can find and the purpose that I do believe that I've been sent here to follow Uh, I don't always necessarily know what it is uh, in words but I do have a sense of it I have an intuition and that's sort of important for me to follow that intuition not necessarily put it into words that I'm so much used to by all the analysis that I've been doing since I was like 16, 17, um, and that has worked out very, very well. One of the things that I'm doing is that I'm practicing detachment from my weight, meaning that I want to limit myself uh, in my food area so that my ego isn't controlling me. And I do weigh myself every day, and my weight fluctuates from day to day, from uh, hour to hour, and I register it every day. Uh, I can see that the weight is going downwards over uh, uh, several days. But I mean, from one day to next, it will be like one kilo over, one kilo uh, or a couple of hundred grams lower, and then a couple of hundred grams over again. It's zigzagging up and down. And by looking at my weight and just saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what the weight says, I'm just registering it and I'm practicing detachment to uh, my weight, Uh, it really helps me not to break the diet that I'm following because that's what I would be doing before. I would, uh, I mean, one thing that always helped me was calorie counting. Uh, But then I wanted to not do the calorie counting. I wanted to do something that would feel easier and less stringent and less that will require less discipline so i tried some keto dieting some extended fasting some intermittent fasting um, some veganism some vegetarianism and um, they would help for a certain uh, amount of time but then i mean it would always boil down to that i needed to count calories because it was not going to work otherwise Um, and then I would, uh, you know, follow a diet for some short periods of time, and then I would uh, see my weight not going in that direction that I wanted it to, and then again, it would be my ego wanting to control my body in such a great way that I would just lose uh, my patience with that diet, and then I would just go away from the diet and then eat what I felt like eating. Uh, and then go another diet afterwards. And by that, I would never have any clear focus. 
and obviously I knew what was always working for me that was calorie counting uh, so I had to get back to that um, and I did and it has been working tremendously well for me um, but I think uh, my point of uh, or the point that I'm making in this uh, weight loss uh, process that I'm following right now is that I'm dieting because I want to break my ego uh, and I want to find my being uh, that is uh, going to tell me which direction that my life needs to go into uh, in order to do the work that I'm sent here to do and um, that I don't want to be controlled by my ego or my pain body or my sadness or my uh, prior uh, life um, and that I want to exert uh, you know, the flexibility and show the flexibility that is my strongest virtue. Um, so that's what I'm doing by counting calories. Uh, is that I am following a plan and uh, even though I feel like on days that I am fatigued and that I am uh, wanting to eat that I keep on sticking to the plan uh, because I know that the fatigueness and the tiredness that I'm feeling is okay it's okay to feel hunger it's okay to feel um, uh, feel my body uh, and the physical sensations that my body is creating there's nothing wrong with that and by me accepting things as they are uh, I can follow with the calorie counting and then not use the excuse of oh I can't do mental work when I'm dieting because then I might make some mistakes that is absolutely not true there are times where I need to use some techniques to uh, keep my mind um, uh, structured and not forget things but that's mainly because my ego is so strong that it wants me to eat and it's distracting me from doing the work it's not because my mind can't handle it it's just that my mind has is being challenged by my ego to go in different directions than where I want to be when I'm working for instance so this time around I am uh, doing a bit less physical exercise and much more diet orientated um, physical uh, diet orientated uh, weight loss and I am uh, doing it much slower I mean before I would only eat around 1700 kilocalories when I was 18 or 30 uh, that's uh, quite a small amount of calories and then you do end up losing a lot of weight but uh, you also end up losing a lot of muscle mass and this time around I've been eating around 2400 kilocalories uh, and I've been consistently losing weight uh, it takes much longer time but that's okay because I'm maintaining a lot of my muscle I can do some workouts uh, mainly I've been doing home training uh, lately because of the quarantine and the gyms being open and closed and open and closed so I didn't want to be dependent on that and um, the home training has been uh, mainly with elastical bands uh, doing some s- uh, different kind of movements with, el- with uh, doing some different kind of uh, strength training movements with elastical bands and then I have been doing some animal movement training in order to gain more flexibility and more mobility and it's been working out quite well Um, but I think uh, the most important thing has been my uh, mind frame Uh, the shifting that that I am not trying to defeat my past I'm not trying to defeat some enemies from the past I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone Um, my biggest competition if there is any competition is in within myself and whenever I do feel the competition then 
I try to go away from that uh, way of thinking and do realize that it is my ego that is putting mind games into me to gain control again. And that approach has been quite helpful in this uh, way of dieting. So this was a way too long explanation uh, of the weight loss journey that I've been through and I am currently on. I mainly want to use this if I do forget why I'm doing what I'm doing. I probably will be making some shorter podcast for myself so that I can use it to um, make more clearer points about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it or why I'm not doing something else. Uh, If I do in the future somehow forget uh, the track that I'm on right now, then I can always refer to these podcasts. And uh, I hope that uh, uh, it's not too messy of uh, audio that I've made. But I'll see when I'm listening to it again.